0: Faith and Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bublitz and welcome back to the Day of Pentecost for the week of June 9th, 2019. and I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to dig into this week's podcast and I'm excited to discuss some really fun things this week with having the Holy Spirit being granted and given to us, which is just a great gift in and of itself and that we're able to experience that and know that and being able to think about and consider what that all means for us. But also this week we get to go through the possibility of what it's like to be able to look at science and talking about theory versus what actually happens. And I think there's a lot of things at times where we can get caught up in that and just like in our day-to-day lives I think there's a lot of correlations there that we can tie in. So before we get into this week's podcast, I have to do my shameless plug for Working Preacher. If you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it. Between their Sermon Brainwaves podcast, their commentaries, their discussions, being able to listen to seminary professors discuss these texts helps me, as a non-ordained layperson, give some insight and direction on how to bring you this podcast on a week-to-week basis. So, if you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I would definitely recommend recommend checking it out. Second of all, before we get into this week, let's look at last week's Twitter question. The Twitter question from last week was, how do you plan to give honor and glory to the place in which you live? And there's a lot of possible answers for this. I think it's one of those things that as being Christians and being changed by the resurrection like we discussed last week, it really does inspire us to consider and look at changing and how we're living our lives in a different way compared to the rest of the world around us. And this can be in a simple meditation to be able to appreciate the things that we have and in being able to consider that when we're thinking about purchases or just being someone who is an advocate for different things to think about when we're looking at Utilizing land or consuming products or there's so many different ways and forms that that can take. And that's what's exciting. And I think it's one of the unique ways that it's really a gift from God that we're able to see the gifts of others and was we're understanding and appreciating the different elements of God and learning to appreciate that. So this week, there's a lot of really fun things, especially as we're digging into the Holy Spirit. So let's dig right into that. The Gospel this week is from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 8 through 17, and optionally 25 through 27. And I would definitely recommend, if you're doing this reading, go through and do the optional verses there, because I think there is some elements there that are really powerful. So we have Philip talking to jesus asking when can we see the father and jesus shows his disappointment of do you not understand that i have been here the whole time that i am in my father and my father is in me so we'll pick this up here starting in verse 11 believe in me and i in the father and the father is in me But if you do not, then believe in me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. In fact, will do greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides in you and he will be in you just very powerful words. And I think part of where I think is amazing is when you're looking in also at 25 through 27, talking about the advocate, but then especially in verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. And I think there's a piece there where you can talk about how, The peace passing all understanding and understanding why we share peace in a traditional service, the passing of the peace, and why that's so powerful. I think there's a lot of elements there. But when we get to this text, I think it's also very easy to fall into when... We're discussing having here, starting in verse 24, if you in use my name, that he will give you everything. But that's why, for me, why it's so important to start before that, because it's talking about the belief in the Father, and that it's through that belief that we're able to understand where the Father is wanting us to pray, where the Father is wanting us to look and understand. And I think there's an element here That is so important, but I have to get through some of these other readings to be able to bring it out. So, the first reading then is from Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 21, and this is the prototypical story that we think of with the Holy Spirit that you have tongues of fire appearing above them, and that the Holy Spirit is cast on all these people, and that they're able to speak in a language that all of them understand, even though they're from various tribes. And people accusing them that saying, no, they must be drinking the new wine. There's no way that these people are doing this. And Peter then gets up and is able to say, no, it's too early in the morning. There's no reason that people would be drunk at this hour because it's only nine in the morning and so then he talks about that this is from god and it's been declared that the spirit would be poured out upon us and with that that's going to be people will dream dreams and see visions and that this is a big this is the advocate we've been waiting for this is the one that's going to bring us forward into the next phase in our life And I think it's such an important and powerful reading. And it's so interesting to be just opposed against the alternative first reading this week, which is Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. And this is where the world is all one language. And so then they're using new technology of bricks to build this tower and trying to connect themselves with the heavens. And so they're building this tower, and the Lord then looks upon it and knows that it's impossible, and it's really interesting because then he gives them all a different language. He then causes these people to scatter, and thus we have the Tower of Babel talking here. And so you have the Acts reading bringing people together of multiple languages, but the alternative first reading here of separating people at the beginning through technology because God had greater calling for them than just to build this tower and I think you could also argue especially for me looking at Genesis that this was also God trying to say go and appreciate the creation which you're in instead of just building upon it and looking at how great the human element is and look more upon what I have done for you The psalm this week is Psalm 104, 24 through 34 and 35b. And again, it kind of builds upon that idea is when you're looking at the creation and what God has already given to us. And that this is the way that God has given us to help us see the glory of God that it's in all these different elements, that it renews the face of the ground, that it rejoices, that we see the mountains smoke and tremble, that we're seeing all these different things and how it's still glorifying God. And bless the Lord, O my soul, praise the Lord because of these things. It's a really fun reading, especially when we're thinking about why God would be wanting to scatter the people at that point. The second reading is from Romans. It's a short little reading out of chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. But I think it's a very important one, and I don't want people to overlook it. So I'm just going to read this one to you. It's real short. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. We cry, Abba, Father, It is that very Spirit bearing the witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if, in fact, we suffer with him so that we may be also glorified with him. This idea that the Spirit of God helped us connect closer with the Spirit with the Father to understand these gifts and what he is trying to tell us, what he is trying to help us understand. There is a lot to dig in here, and there's a lot of different ways that you can approach this text because there is so many different ways of looking at the Holy Spirit in here. But when I was looking at it with regards to faith and science, I realized there were two main points that I wanted to bring out this week. And one kind of starts from the Tower of Babel and continuing into the Acts reading. So you have this idea that everybody spoke the same language and then God scatters them, and I would argue part of that being so that we can appreciate the creation that God had made so that we don't get consumed with the self. And in that, then the Holy Spirit comes back here in Acts, and is being able to help all these people communicate in their own language, even though they were speaking in different tongues. To me, this is very similar to how scientists, whenever we're writing scientific papers, not only will we give the common name for whatever area we're in, we also give the Latin name of whatever species that we're dealing with and part of the reason that is Four is for people in other tongues, in other nations who maybe aren't reading the same thing. We're not able to read it, but able to see that this is a paper that deals with the subject matter or the family of the same species that maybe they're looking into. So now it's worthwhile to get it translated. And it's this universal language that we're able to use in science so that we're able to communicate. It's really cool that we've been able to decide that Latin and using that naming scheme since no one uses it, but that we're able to then help each other realize maybe there's things I need to at least pick up from this paper to be able to understand this. But I think one of the things that we really have to look at this week and what I'm going to dive more into is comparing the Acts reading especially with the John text. Because when you look at the Acts reading and how it's presented, and as we're talking about dreaming dreams and seeing all this stuff coming, and it's just God is alive and moving, you look at what Jesus is talking about, as long as you are seeing it my name and praying in my name, and that we have this advocate and that he will provide but our human experience tells us otherwise. There are times when we pray in Christ's name and yet we don't see the results that we're expecting. We don't see the elements of what we are hoping for. And for me, this is eerily similar to a lot of things in science. We get this idea and when we're having especially the mathematics and physics of things, we're able to Theoretically, say things that theoretically we should be able to do such and such, but it's making the theoretical reality that's very difficult. One of them that I have heard about and dove into this morning, and again, if you're wanting to go down a rabbit hole really quickly, look up future battery technologies. And one of the big ones that they've been excited about in the last five to ten years is graphene. One single layer of graphite. Being able to have these structures that are a honeycomb structure that's super strong, has almost no z-axis because it's one atom thick. And the energy storage potential and all the potentials that we're able to possibly utilize this material for is just seems to be limitless. The production of it is extremely difficult consistently. So thus you have other technologies coming in. as they're trying to figure out super capacitors, being able to have the quick energy storage of a capacitor, which is just super fast to recharge, but it doesn't have the energy storage of like what we're accustomed to with a lithium-ion battery. But a lithium-ion battery degrades over time. So then can we have this supercapacitor like thing that has a storage capacity similar to like what we have with lithium-ion, which then theoretically they're thinking could definitely have a lot of weight savings. It would have much more durability and makes things better easier to transition to so one of the things that they have discussed that theoretically you'd be able to do is charge like a cell phone a tablet a computer in seconds or minutes compared to the hours that it takes now and that you would be able to charge a electric car again in minutes instead of hours upon hours that it takes now There's a lot of theoretical in that, and there's plenty, and I'll attach links down below that as we're trying to figure this out, there's plenty of other sources that say, we have a promising technology. We're going to try this to do with carbon, or we're not even going to use carbon. We're going to use silicon. We're going, it's all the theoretical. We've seen this before. If you go back 50 years, 50 60 70 years it was plastics and how plastics were going to revolutionize the world and they have but they didn't do exactly what we had all theorized that they'd be able to do there are certain elements to that that just weren't able to materialize so will all this stuff actually happen we don't know I would assume that there will be some type of major breakthrough in battery technology at some point because of the world in which we're living in. That it's going to demand that we figure out some way to have a more hopefully eco-friendly version and more sustainable way of using energy. So having some type of supercapacitor that would have a high energy storage, quick energy storage, and wouldn't degrade nearly as quickly is very, very appealing. But right now, that's all theoretical. And it's one of the hardest things in science to deal with is theoretical. Because in theory, this should work. How many times have you heard that phrase? It just may mean that we don't have the technology at this point, to do it. It's the whole hurry up and wait, or the not yet. And I think that's one of the things that's really difficult when we bring that back around to faith, is we've gotten very accustomed to science that it's in development and understanding that it may take a long time. And the form in which it takes and the end product versus what was originally theorized might be drastically different. But with faith, we sometimes struggle to see that. We sometimes get very narrow-focused and think that it should just happen because we know that our God is all-powerful and all-being, that he can do all this stuff. But we have to understand there's sometimes where God says, not yet, and we won't fully understand why. There's going to be times where God says, you're not the right person for that, and we won't understand why. And that's the difficult thing, And that's why we still have to trust the Holy Spirit, that it's putting something there for a reason. And no matter how difficult that reason is, maybe it's just to get to that point to realize something and that it's then to move on, which is hard for us to do. We like solid answers. We like solid results. We like it tangible and we like it now. And I think now in the world in which we're in, it's more than ever. I would like to classify it if it was such a thing as the Amazon effect. When we can go online and order something with two-day free shipping. And how Amazon is pushing now to try to get it to a one-day ship. And in certain cities, depending on your population, you can have it within hours of when you ordered it. We're used to this instant gratification. And we have to realize with faith that sometimes God works that way and sometimes he doesn't. That's one of the hardest things for us to understand. That's why we have an advocate. That's why we have an advocate to encourage us and to support us and to realize when God is saying not yet. When to say, this isn't your time. This isn't the place. This isn't what God is intentioning. I'm here and I'll let you know that yes, he's still hearing it. But what God's will for this moment is different than what you see. We know, in theory, what God can do. And we've seen it happen. And We don't always understand why things happen with certain people and don't happen with other people. And we can't always say it's due to lack of faith. By no means. I think that's where the Holy Spirit really is, is for us to help decipher what God is trying to say in that time. Not yet. I have something greater planned. This is just the beginning, and you have no understanding of what I'm trying to do. The Holy Spirit does bring us together. And that's where, again, getting back to what we talked about the last few weeks, on how much we need our brothers and sisters in Christ. How much we need that community to be able to work together to solve through, to get through these problems. To support each other when we don't understand what God is saying, not yet, or no, or having these responses we're not accustomed to hearing. But in these verses remember remember what is brought up in the psalm and romans to still praise god and understand the glory and the gifts that we have been given right here food in due season right there for us that the spirit of god is in us that we are seen as heirs of christ that just because the holy spirit is saying not yet or no does not mean that we have been forgotten and does not mean that he still isn't working within us. In science, we're constantly pushing to try to figure out how to make the theoretical possible. And there are plenty of questions that we still have within science to continue to push us forward. This doesn't look that much different in the Holy Spirit because there's going to be times that we are going to pray and we're not going to understand why we aren't hearing an answer. But it does not mean that he's not hearing us and it does not mean that the answer is no it sometimes means not yet just wait i know it's one of the hardest things and i think at times it's so hard for us to even really wrap our heads around but i think in this case when we compare it to scientific discovery because we are still trying to discover and fully grapple with and understand this third element of god this third being of god and it's one of these things that i think it's really hard for us to understand theoretically we understand what it is it's there it's to help us it's to guide us it's to help connect us with the father we don't always understand how it does what it does why it listens at certain times and why it appears not to listen at other times it's so hard to grapple with and understand. But just like science, it gives us all the more reason to dig in deeper and try figuring this out through working together. So the Twitter question this week will be a very simple yet very complicated one. What do you know about the Holy Spirit? What do you know about the Holy Spirit? I think there's a lot of ways in which you can answer it. I think there's a lot of questions that can definitely be asked. And I think there's a lot of times where we can say, where in the world is our Holy Spirit now? And the amazing thing is, I feel, is it's often that we have a hard time seeing it in the present moment. And sometimes because we're too close to it. And it's when we step back and look back that we can see the Spirit's been right there beside us the whole time. In us, working through us, and helping us move in the right direction the whole time. So, we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.